The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Did you know there is a great and easy way to support Saints Happy Hour? Even if you aren't a patron, Amazon Prime users can support Saints Happy Hour for free. Just click on the text in this episode's description that says instructions on how Amazon Prime users can support the show. It will only take you three minutes, and the best part is it doesn't cost you anything. You just do a couple of clicks, and you give us $3 of Jeff Bezos' money. So go do it right now. And remember to do it every month. So if you haven't done it yet this month, go do it. And thank you for supporting Saints Happy Hour. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of the Saints Happy Hour podcast. We're making this one free to try to get more people to sign up. Andrew, more people, they need to support the podcast. They need to RSVP for the live show, September 16th. Click the link, RSVP for it. Uh, Support the show. We had three sign-ups. I want to say John, Mad Dog, and Cynthia, they all signed up yesterday because they know where it's at. They want their training camp updates every single day. We do a podcast every single day for Saints Camp. Uh, It's day four today. They had fans out there today, Andrew. And I just want to say, Gail Benson's the best freaking owner in sports. She was giving away free water and snowballs to people that went to the practice. What sports team in America is like, no, 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 we're not going to charge you $8 for water or $10 for a snowball. We're just going to give it to you because it's really hot today. Like that is, I know it's a little thing, but that's freaking amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. And I I know the fans that are there appreciate it because New Orleans is oppressively hot right now. But yeah, no, she's great. Um, I got to be honest though, Ralph. I'm a little morose. Um, I mean, I'm excited. We're going to talk about Ingram and Alave and... Uh, Paulson Adebo, a bunch of guys look good. Jameis threw a couple picks today, although he bounced back and threw a bomb for a touchdown to Olave. But for me, the big thing is like, man, what is going on with the Honey Badger? And for so, so first of all, I'm I'm starting to get really concerned just because Dennis Allen said there's no timetable for his return, and we have no idea what's going on. So it's just I'm just worried about the guy, but also. I realized someone tipped me off to this. I looked on Instagram. He has deleted all of his Saints content. All of it. So, like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm starting to ask myself the question, Ralph, like, are we ever going to see him in a Saints uniform? Yeah, like, it. it, it look, we're not going to do wild speculation because that's not fair to anybody. But when he's gone and the coach is like, we, he's, there's no timetable for his return. When you're getting into week two, week three, I mean, like questions get asked. Like, you know, because it's one thing when a player says, hey, they got a personal matter, and yeah, they come back, and it's three or, or four days. Yeah, yeah and, then, and then it kind of comes out. It's like, oh, his, his, you know, his, wife was, his wife was pregnant, and they just had a little, you know, and, and, and then they, they tell you, or like Demario Davis, like his daughter's got cancer, and he's, you know, he's doing this, and it kind of comes out, and you're like, oh, I get it. It's, it's, but when it's when they don't tell you, and it goes on weeks, like, it's not fair, 
then people start to do wild speculation and we start looking at Instagram and we're like, oh, all the Saints posts are gone. I get, that's not fair necessarily, but that's 2022, right? That's just the way, that's the way of the world, right? I mean, like if we, if we stopped doing this podcast and I was like, hey, I got a, I got a matter, I got to think, and, and it was like four weeks later and you're like, what the hell's up? Like people are going to ask questions. So it's like, it is, it, to me, if he's not back by the end of next week, I'm really concerned. Like that's just that's just where we are with him, and that that's that's how it's going to be. I hope it I hope it doesn't work out. The, the Instagram thing that you just <laughs> that you just dropped on me unannounced scares me now. Now I'm now I'm now I'm panicked. I'm I. Uh, but uh, there's nothing really. I don't think there's any more thing more to say about that, Andrew. Uh, I mean, it's, we just, it's, it's just concerning. We just, yeah, we just have to wait and. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if we ever get an explanation or if it's just, uh, you know, either he comes to camp at some point and he's like, it was a personal thing, it's resolved now, or like, you know, if we if we get clarity on it and, you know, something is revealed. But, uh, man, I mean, obviously, first and foremost, he's a human being, so I just hope he's okay, first and mm-hmm. foremost. But, but, you know, I was so excited about him playing for the Saints this year and just like to have him not not just because he went to LSU but because he's a great leader and a good player and like all of it and it it was just really really exciting so to be in the dark and have no idea what's going on and just not have him around is, is it's really unsettling yeah so that's the bummer about today's report the, but we got some good, we got some great news for on the field stuff first Mark Ingram had an awesome run. Dennis Allen, I'm going to give you some advice. Just shut him down. I've seen enough. Just put him in a bubble wrap. Keep him nice and healthy till week one against Atlanta. I don't need to see, I don't need to see any more of Ingram. He don't, need, he don't need game carries in the preseason. He's good to go. Like, shut him down. Yeah. And, um, you know, a, lot, a lot's been made of his age, you know, and just that he had a tread on the tires and then he had a knee thing last year. And, and I, I kind of – this made me feel better – there was just a interview with Ingram where he's like, he was asked about being the second oldest running back in the league. And he's like, man, he's like, I feel young, younger than ever. He's like, I still feel great. And I don't plan to be going anywhere for a long time. I, I plan to keep playing football for a while still. So, um, you know, y'all, y'all could put a number next to my name if you want, but I, I feel like I'm good to go and I'm going to have a good season and we have huge aspirations. So I don't know. It was good to hear Ingram say that because uh, whether whether it's true or not, he believes it. And Ingram's one of those guys; he could convince me of anything. <laughs> he's, he's just he like likable. Yeah, and the thing is, last year with Ingram, like when they got him, we were pumped. But he showed that he still had it. Like I think, you know, and and, and it's just yeah. I mean, he got there, the there, knee thing, but before that, I mean, before the knee injury, he was playing well. Yeah. So um, he was looking great. The other thing, though, Olave, 60-yard bomb from Jameis, another great catch where he shook people. Like, he, to me, looks as advertised, and he's, he's just a guy where I just think he's, he's, a, re- he's a ready-made player. And I don't know that he's going to – I don't know that he's going to have the highest ceiling of the, all the draft picks because you can never know. But I think he's the one that is the most ready to play and succeed now. And that's why the Saints, they were like, we are not fooling around. We need him. 
Because what we're trying to do, we feel, we still think we're a contender. We don't need a rookie receiver that's going to catch 20 balls and take a couple years and in, 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 in 2024 is going to be ready to break out. We need a dude who we can drop in and he's going to catch 50 balls right now and be, and be solid. And I, think that's, and I think that's Olave. And you just see it. He, Andrew, you're a tape watcher. You're better than me. And, and, and people probably don't remember this if you're new to the to the show but the saints used to practice at the Greenbrier, and the Greenbrier was this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge is he connecting to complimentary wi-fi oh my look at that he is and you will not believe where he's going next the amex dedicated card member entrance for the win Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Haunted and terrible. But Andrew used to be able to go to the practices, and he would, he, you would like take vacation with your family and go to the Green Buyer for like a couple days, right, and, and check out practices and meet with the players, and you'd get to meet the players. And Andrew called me the first year Michael Thomas was there, and my, Andrew – was like Ralph Michael Thomas, the best receiver in Saints history. I, I remember that. Thought, you were Andrew was gushing. I was like Andrew, calm down. It's one practice. I think you're being a little ridiculous, like me. It's over the top. But you gushed about Michael Thomas's first practice to me for like 20 minutes on the phone, and it was amazing. Do you see the same with Olave? Tell us, yes. Uh, well, you know I. I think he's as well. So I, you mentioned he's as advertised, and I, I agree. I, and so far, I mean, you look at the videos, and it, it's it's eye popping stuff. And so, you know, I believe. Look, uh, Garrett Wilson. Actually, apparently, I was, I was around the league. A lot of rookie receivers have been doing well this week, but, um, you know, obviously Drake London was picked before him with the Falcons, mm-hmm. and Garrett Wilson, his teammate at Ohio State, was picked by the Jets before Olave. The Saints believed that Olave was the best receiver in the draft. And they obviously they traded up, they moved up to go get him. But the feeling in the building was, wow, we took the third receiver in the draft and we really feel like he's the best one. And so I believe it'll be interesting to see as the season progresses, you know, which one of these guys, and you can throw John Dotson of Penn State who got picked by, the, by Washington and, and Traylon Burks who got picked by the Titans. Um, you know, they're first round receivers as well. It'll be interesting to see. I really think at the end of the day, Olave is going to end up being the best one of them all. 
Yeah. And uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, Jamison Williams was the other one for Detroit, but obviously he may not play early this year. We'll see when he recovers from his knee. But, man, I hope so. Uh, I, I think Olave's obviously he's a different player than Michael Thomas. Uh, the thing I worry about is just from a durability standpoint, his frame's a little bit smaller. So, you know, if he's taking those, he's going to have to be able to protect himself. Remember how good Lance Moore and Ted Ginn were? Yeah. That's what I was just decisions. about to say. Yeah. Ted, so, uh, he needs he needs Ted Ginn in him. Ted Ginn, not the not the inconsistent hand, but Ted Ginn, just from the jump as a rookie until the end of his career, that dude just made business decision after business decision, and it was the right call because Ted Ginn kind of had the same frame as Olave. Like, don't fight for number five yards. Just take your fifteen yard catch, step out of bounds, first and ten go again like it's totally fine so uh yeah, and i think and, how, well a lot a lot of old school guys hate that they're like oh dude, you gotta fight for the first down you gotta fight for more yards you know like well, why didn't he put his head down why is he going out of bounds but like you know look i i think pragmatically you have to look at this as I, i'm adding three years to my career playing this way yeah like like yeah like you know, like you're fighting for you, you, you. Yeah, you fought for you fought for six extra yards in the first in the first quarter, but you bruised your shoulder and you're out two weeks. For who? For what? Like, I just think Olave is going to do it. But he, but he seemed to be able to do that at Ohio State, so that's a good sign. Um, the other thing, Andrew, you know, we we talked about Honey Badger being out, and that's obviously a concern. But the secondary today, Chauncey Gardner Johnson interception, Bradley Roby. Uh, interception, and I said it on Twitter, and I'll say it again. Like the the fact that Bradley Roby is surplus re- for the Saints is just ridiculous. Like Bradley Roby, I can name maybe ten or maybe more teams that would gladly have Bradley Roby, and he would be maybe their starting corner or two, or definitely their starting nickel. And for the Saints. He barely played last year. It's ridiculous the depth they have at corner in the secondary. Yeah, I mean his contract should be a crime, you know. But <laughs> uh, but you know, good good for Mickey Loomis and the Saints, I guess. But yeah, I mean, look, that that's probably the story at camp right now in terms of battles. Like that's been the most interesting one is number two corner, and they they've kind of mixed guys around. It hasn't just been Adebo. Adebo's been playing well, so I think he's making the case to keep his job. But um, Roby's been playing well and he's coming after him. So that's, that's, that's going to be one, you know, outside corner and obviously Elante Taylor's in the mix too. Uh, but uh, so far that's been a really interesting camp battle. Yeah. So guys, this is our Saturday practice report day four for the saints. We're going to be doing the live show Monday night at the live stream. As always join us. We're going to have a great, we're going to have big fun. We're going to recap all four days of camp. We're going to have video. Thomas is going to have a bunch of fun stuff. We're going to finish our Saints bracket. But join us. Support the show. By the way, Andrew, you get access to the show every day. You get access to the Discord, which is amazing. We talk Saints privately every single day. Me and you are in there interacting with people. And if you sign up at the $10 level, you get the booze bundle. You get swag. It's the best deal you get anywhere. Sign up. Support the show. Join the best Saints community anywhere so for andrew for thomas making thomas work on a saturday in poland thanks thomas for hopping in and doing this for us guys thanks for joining us and we will see you monday night on the live stream